0: on a very special after-school episode of Ask Eliza Anything. I am joined today by one of drag's greatest, one of comedy's greatest, my personal favorite, and I am somebody who watches every season of RuPaul's Drag Race, but my personal favorite from all seasons ever, the incomparable Bianca Del Rio is here, everyone.
2: This is like the best introduction, most ass-kissy introduction. I love all of that. That was (laughs) nice.
0: No, I just, you know, I remember, so it was season six, so it was a couple seasons ago, and I remember watching, and as a comic, I was like, oh, she gets it. You're not funny uh, on accident. I I watched the show religiously, and there's a lot of queens that, some are very smart, some are stupid, and it's like, oh, she said something quirky. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's an artist with polished zingers. You were unflappable. You just, like, there was an art to it. I know you... Probably won't to, but like you came to kill but, and you well, did.
2: I appreciate the compliments, but I tell you, it, it's one of those weird things where you don't know. I mean, also... To set it up, I think I was, I I know I was 37 when I got on the show and I turned 38 while we were filming. So it was just one of those things. I didn't think I'd be one of the older ones. I didn't know what to expect of who's going to be there. So when you kind of get into the group, it's just this pressure cooker. So you're there and I'm usually the one to just move things along. So I felt that way (laughs) when I was with these people because I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you crying? Let's just get through this. So it was an experience for me. And in the end, you know, I thought I was being nice the whole time till I started watching it, and I went, you know, but that
0: well happens. there's there's the chemical imbalance most comedians have. you're like, I was being I was- it's it's comedy, <laughs> <laughs> they're crying
2: completely completely
0: um, and I wonder, you know, and it's so funny because usually people get dragged like for being an older queen, but <laughs> when you're funny and when you're smart. I always think about that. If I go to an audition and, you know, the women there, I mean, I'm a pretty girl, but if they're more beautiful, I'm like, yeah, but they're not funny. Exactly.
2: Well, it's also just know your strengths. And I think that's the crazy thing is that there was a time, and I think I might've said this before, where drag queens had to have an act you know, either you were a singer, you were an actor, comedian, you were a dancer, you were, you know, whatever, whatever, illusionist. Um, they always had it with Drag Race now, it's a little different, now it's kind of like these kids that look great in an Instagram photo, now wanna do drag, they go on this show, they don't really have the personality, they don't really, right. they never worked in a club for $50, you know, they don't know what that side of the world is like. So, I think it was kind of like this blessing, well it was obviously, in the end it became a blessing, But in the beginning, I didn't know what to expect or how these people were going to react to me, you know? So you just kind of get into the groove of it. You do what you can and you hope for the best. And I knew that even if I didn't win, I was like, it's all right. I mean, I'll still get something out of this, you know?
0: Absolutely. Just the exposure alone. And of course, being a part of that family, uh, I... I I feel like more is expected, you know, each season as an audience, we come to expect more and more from the Queens. And I, as just a straight woman watching it, I pull everyone in because I'm like, look at what they have to make and sew and do and conceptualize. Yeah. And you being funny and like a very shoot to kill comedian. Now, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, you've got to have a personality and be able to do comedy. Um, in this last season, I don't know if you watch it. I never watched Last Comic Standing yeah, no. <laughs> after I was on it. Like I didn't care. Yeah. There's a c there was one named Gigi Good who was like model gorgeous but could do the comedy. And it's that I'm like, that's right. But I don't know if she could have existed as that without someone like you being like, oh, by the way, you better have a fucking brain. Well,
2: you would you hope they have a brain. And what's crazy now is like when people ask me, you know, what do you think of the show? I go, it's a completely different show than than when we mm. did it back then. You went on the show and you hoped you had a career. And now it's like people are banking on it, you know? And there's season after right. season, what are they on, 12, 13 now or something crazy? Something. Where you're like, and 42 All-Stars, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, they just keep spitting it out. So there's over, like, 200 of them that exist in this 200 of us that live in this world now. So it's kind of sink or swim. You got to get out. You got to do what you do and hope people like it, you know?
0: And to be able to carve out that world. Now, you've never done All-Stars, right? No, 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 no. They haven't. Um, somebody, had a, somebody had a question about it, and I... I, I just have to say, I don't watch it because I was like, I watch original competitions and I don't want to see Leftovers compete. Oh.
2: <laughs> 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 it's shady. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, a um, But tell, so I'll find the question, but somebody did ask about you doing All Stars.
2: Well, there's, there's there's always these wishful people that, that hope that all of the winners get together and then compete. But uh, to be honest, no one has ever asked me from the production company and I'm not interested in doing it. Like I said, it's a completely different show now and, I'm not interested in spending thousands of dollars to go on a show to hopefully be liked by a panel of judges I wouldn't piss on if they were on fire. So it's just that setup, you know?
0: There there you go. I had a
2: good run. (laughs) I came out unscathed. I'm not interested in going back. I'm good. I'm good. I I
0: totally get that. So before we get to all the questions, because people were so excited uh, that you were coming on, I just... We had like a, a a loose mutual acquaintance in common, and I was playing Ybor City, the glamorous Ybor City where the mayor is a rooster. <laughs> and you were at a club down the street, and i and this was a couple of years ago, and yeah. I said, "Oh, I'm such a fan." and of course, it's always hard to meet other entertainers because we all work at the same hours at night. yes, but he walked me over to your club, and I'd never i still to this day haven't been to a drag show, even though, yeah, huge drag queen fan watched <laughs> the show. And I think I met you in your green room.
2: Yeah, well, my green room. It was like a locker room with like six other dancers. You had a dog and and and, and was It was you. Blanche. And we were backstage in this in this awful, I mean, that room. I mean, it was full of, you know, crackheads, go-go boys, drag queens. A lot was happening.
0: Per, per your request. Per my per request. request. It's in my rider, yeah.
2: But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those wild club nights. I think it had to be like 2014, I believe, because it was right after I won that I was on the road. And I doing every gig there was. So I was in, in beautiful Florida and that's where I met you. Right after, It was either in, in between the show or after the show. I can't remember.
0: I think it was in between. But I what I have to say, and this is, you know, I felt such a connection, even though I only met for a minute, with you because as a comedian, as an entertainer, people don't realize like, I walked into your show and I thought, this is gay eight miles. People are hanging from the, it's sweaty. And I looked at your stage, you weren't on yet. And I was like, she's going to be, it's basically an octagon. And they're just pulsating around you. And you're there to be like, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. It's And I was like, it felt like stand up in like those smaller rooms where it's just you. And I was like oh, this is the closest I've come to someone that gets how horrific this job is. Well,
2: not to mention, like, I mean, I've done it for over 20 years, 25 years in in January that it's like, I've worked every shitty venue there was. I used to do bingo in the right. afternoon, 6 to 8 p.m. during happy hour. Now, you know, when you're <laughs> drinking at 6 p.m., you don't want to hear some fucking drag queen calling out bingo balls. But that's, <laughs> that that was my audience. Sometimes two people, sometimes 70. You know, it just... Yeah. And, and you're doing it night after night, week after week, makes you appreciate these fabulous moments now. You know, so it's... It,
0: and you, these fabulous moments on these podcasts completely, where you completely,
2: get to... Look, I didn't have to get in drag. It's fucking fabulous. Trust me.
0: Oh, I'm pumped. And also, so you played Wembley. You're the only drag queen to play Wembley.
2: Well, it's Wembley Arena in, in uh the UK. And uh, it was wild because we I had done really well in the UK before. It's a lot smaller uh, than America, mm-hmm. but I did really well in London prior to it. So it wasn't a vanity choice, it was strictly based off of ticket sales. So we had done three nights at the O2 the year before, which I think mm-hmm. was 3,000 yeah. a night or something. Or, oh, the Apollo. I get them confused. They all look alike. Um, and then um, I did three nights in a row.
0: All so the it, green rooms look alike. It, it's true, yeah. you
2: know. Uh, that's why I asked yeah. the Go-Go Boys to change it up. But we had, um, <laughs> I think it was 3,000 a night or 2,500 a night. So it was just mathematically, they said, well, let's just go to a larger venue. So I was able to do that, which was wild, surreal, and completely crazy.
0: Completely. No, that's something we all aspire to. And that's so fucking cool. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with. And there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors, fresh, never frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. dot com slash eliza okay so on that ticket sale flex of a note (laughs) let's uh let's ask the real questions because people were super excited so mr jackson with two n's how much time did you have to get into drag before a runway look on rupaul's drag race
2: It varies. Uh, Mr. Jackson, uh, what happens is you have, we do, every episode is two days. Does that make sense? So the first day we go in order, Mm -hmm. we go into the workroom, we do our thing, we get our mini challenge, we film all that, blah, 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 blah. And then it gets to the end of the day and then we stop in the workroom and we go do our confessionals and then we go home. And then the next morning we come in knowing it's a runway day. Uh, mm. we finished prepping what we have to do. Then they tell us, go get ready. So sometimes we had an hour. Sometimes we had 45 minutes. It just varied on the particular day. Sometimes it was two hours, but they were filming us, chatting with us and catching up with us in between. So you never really guaranteed a set time because they might've pulled you aside to either right. you know, talk to you or to film something. So it's kind of like, do it as fast as you can. And that's what most people don't realize. And when you get to episodes where there's like, um, the glitter ball or we we're doing three and four looks in one episode that is a fucking shit show because we're on a separate yeah. stage so we run back we get like 10 minutes 15 minutes in between to switch looks and then go back to the other set because you can't keep rue waiting so that's
0: no you, you can't <laughs> well here's a question this is no one wrote this in but i have a question because I, I look at you guys put the um the glue yeah. on your eyebrows and The wear and tear on your face, what do you do to keep your face happy?
2: Well... (laughs) The, for me, uh, I, it was literally just scrubbing your face and moisturizing as much as you can every night because, like I said, every two days is one episode. So we're not doing it week to week to week. We're doing it literally every day for yeah. six, a couple of days. Then we get a break for a, a day or two and then back on. So it's moisturizing and drink. I didn't even drink the whole time I was there, which was wild. So I wasn't drinking, it yeah. was lots of water. So doing the best I can to save what's left of my face, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um was the Bianca Del Rio makeup always what it is now or did it evolve over time?
2: I I think with everything, it's gotten more. I mean, I've always enjoyed a lash and a white eyeliner, but then it's just gotten a little heavier now, more glamorous raccoon. Uh, But Mm. yeah, I think it always evolves. And I think it depends. Like right now, you know, in quarantine, I haven't been doing much drag. So it's like doing it starting from scratch again. You're just like, wait, where does this go? What does it do? But then there's times when I'm on the road for six months that it's just... Plowing it out every night. So I think it just varies and depends on what mood I'm in or how many drinks I've had.
0: But also, you know, people expect a certain look. Yeah. And is there ever are you like this is the character she stays similar looking or is there ever do you ever want to do something different or do you feel beholden to the way people know bianca looks
2: i mean i prefer to do what i know you know and i'm not soft delicate beauty like some of these young gals so for me it's you know i stick with what i know and you add a lash i might change a lip color (laughs) but i'm pretty lazy
0: change that lip (laughs) change that lip up um I have flaws says what's the best drag advice you've received and what do you think is the best drag advice to have given another queen? It's a pretty, it's a very, it's a difficult question. Sure. I love you both so much. So, <laughs> drag, give some drag advice. I would you say, know, however you want to answer that. Don't
2: do it. It's a trap. Uh, no, I think a, friend of <laughs> mine, a friend of mine did tell me a friend of mine said one, cause I started on new year's Eve in 1996, I believe. And a friend of mine said, Uh, if whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, which I thought was the stupidest shit in the world because usually people are drunk. But Mm. it was so weird that I started on New Year's Eve and then it just kind of became my life. I think, look, now there's so many rules about who can you drag and who can and what type of drag it is. Do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever makes you happy. If it's a wig and no makeup, fine. If it's all makeup and no wig, that's fine. You could be a boy. You could be a girl. You could, you know, be non-binary. Live your life. Just do what you want. And I think with drag, yeah. anything is possible. You know, whatever brings you joy, you know? There's no right or wrong way to do it. So find your own, you know?
0: I do think it's interesting, you know, we there's these, like, social sort of outliers. You know, like, drag was not a mainstream thing, and now it's become drag con. It's become this thing. And then it's funny because the public wants to put it, no pun intended, in a box. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is the way to do it. And you're like, but it's art, so... <laughs> How can we how can we define it when it's supposed to be this this bending gender bending genre? Yeah, and
2: I think I, I think it's important to find you know those pieces of people and things and styles and you can be obviously influenced by someone. but I think it's important mm. to kind of mix it up. There's no set rules and just make magic for yourself, you know like like yeah, you know I mean we're all gonna die, so you know fuck it. have a drink and enjoy yourself. <laughs>
0: Isn't that the theme of this podcast? We're all gonna die. So, You of twenty twenty. Shit. <laughs> oh god. I mean, what a shit show. So you mentioned style and finding your style. Smoking Vixen says, if you could only have one style icon, who would it be and why? Or who is your style icon? Oh, you
2: uh, well, there's a couple. I mean, I'm a huge fan of John Crawford. I'm a huge fan of. Shirley Bassey, because they dress like drag queens. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one is dead and one's still alive. But I would say I, I, those two are a good mix of it, you know? I, I mean, I don't like, um, I'm not into this young Taylor Swifty, sexy little sex kitten shit. That's not me. So I'm definitely no an, old, an old lady. A mix of Joan Crawford, Shirley Bassey, and Bozo. That's, that's my combination there.
0: Bozo cherry on the top.
2: And when I'm real drunk, Iris yeah. Apfel, you know, that old lady that wears too much jewelry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yes. I love her. I mean, would call her a hoarder if not for the fact that it was organized. There
2: you go. That's, that's, right? That's good hoarding. I mean, I guess if you're hoarding in Manhattan, it's a little different than when you're in the middle of Oklahoma. Well,
0: then you're just an older Jew. Yes, completely. <laughs> <sorry>. It's true. <laughs> just newspapers stacked. So Rob Harmon, a very gifted makeup artist, and one of my favorite people from my time spent making my sketch show is a good friend of yours. Yes. Yes, and I was reminded of that because this next question, and I almost can plug it for myself. S. Garber, one hundred and sixty-seven. Um, Bianca, well, you kind of answer this. How long would it? You say it takes you to do a full glam makeup look? I always imagine it's hours. Also, what are your go-to makeup remover products? And I know that he has a product called the Bianca Remover because I've used
2: it. I do. I do. Well, this all kind of started because my friend Rob Harmon, who you know did your makeup in uh, wigs and stuff, he um. He created this brilliant product called Magic Pads, which is kind of good for like oil control or acne on your face. And I had gone to Australia to work and this sounds very fancy, but it's really not. I went to Bali because it was near... And I had a week uh, to hang out. And so Rob came to visit me and we were chatting in the pool and he said, do you, let's do a beauty product, whatever. I said, well, no one's going to fucking buy beauty product for me, but they'll probably buy a remover because if this remover can remove my fucking bug, it can definitely help the average woman. So that's where we came up <laughs> with it. And it's worked out well that we've been able to you know, sell it and it's sold on Amazon. And it's, it's the best because it just gets rid of all the buildup and then you can use an actual cleanser for your face, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's also like, it's coconut oil. Yeah. Like it's nothing nasty. Oh, no,
2: nothing nasty in it. No, and it's all vegan, natural. You can lick it, eat it, all that stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. You
0: did it, a great job.
2: It's just good to break up all that shit. You know, the glue and the mascara and all that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, because that's what people, people, I think we look at drag queens, we're like, how do they get in and out of that? So I love that we both have used the same product. There you go. Homely Pop. Homely Pop says, hi, friends. Bianca, do you get any royalties on the merch with Not Today Satan (laughs) written on them in random stores? I've seen it. Hot Topic, Five Below, Marshalls, et cetera. I've always been curious. Uh, And I love the idea of the two most intelligent people in comedy talking shit. Well, that's... Is that from your
2: assistant, Emily? Um, I'm saying... uh, (laughs) uh, No, I wish I would have, you know? And it's one of those things where... I mean, out in the world, there's this thing called what what is that? a oh, red bubble is is the big site that does all of this kind of homemade t-shirts and printing and stuff like that. And constantly I'm sending stuff. because so now they were doing masks, they were doing this with my face on it and all of this. So legally, if your face is on it, Uh, you can Mm -hmm. do something about it. But if it's not your face and you don't have it copyrighted or trademarked or anything, you're fucked. So, you know, one of those things at the time, I think it was over $10,000 or something crazy to to trademark it. And it was like, now I'm like, ah! But nonetheless.
0: Well, Also, because you would just, what happens is you trademark it, and all you're doing is sending cease and desist letters to, like, Chinese companies, and they're like, okay, who cares? Like, what are you going to do?
2: It's true. It's fascinating. And there were so many, like, you know, masks, T-shirts, stickers, everything, and it always shows up up on the bubble, and someone always sends it to me, and then you're like, yep, I got to go and call them. But, yeah. Yeah. it's, It's a pain in the ass. It's actually more work than it's worth
0: it's more the way, I get a little you know there are certain phrases I've had and I see people like I'm pretty sure I'm the first white girl to talk about fall and now everyone does it but there's certain there's this one girl like I named one of my specials elder millennial and yeah. it's become a term and it is indisputable like I came up with that and I saw one girl who makes Elder millennial shirts and it's like her brand and I'm like, wow. do I blow up this girl's spot? Like, yeah. What what am I it's like, what do you do? And she makes it as if like she came up with it and yes. it's part of her identity. And you're just like, Okay, I hope you I hope you I hope you stub your toe <laughs> but I'm not gonna but oh, no. reach out. But it's
2: insane. The amount of people that create it and then, you know, they get away with it for, you know, they can sell a hundred of them before you even find out about it. And there people always put yeah. it on my Facebook wall, especially with my image. There was a shirt in Brazil that just had me on it at their like H and M. Uh, and, and it's fascinating that legally they do it. But then as soon as you call them out, you pray that they stop, but you know, get that it, Brazilian H and M money. I know. What, the, that be,
0: Rio H and M money. That'd be real fucking nuts. Uh, More, yeah, more questions about clothes. Harry trees, question for Bianca. And it's funny that they wrote question for Bianca because if they asked me, how do you find slash order high-heeled shoes online for men, I'd be like, why are you asking me? (laughs) So they ask, tips on how to find order high-heeled shoes online for men. The sizes are all over the place and hard to decide on the right size. Are they supposed to fit super snug? Should I be in unbearable pain constantly?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: Yeah, it's a a high heel. As a woman, it's a high heel, yes. Have you
2: ever ever met a pleasant drag queen? No. Uh, So when you think (laughs) about it, it's like, well, it really depends on what you want to put up with. I started out by wearing a size 10 in women's many years ago. Now I'm in a size 12 women's. So they're very hard to find. You got to Google it. There's a company called Pleasers. Uh, Pleasers is a, a, like a hooker shoe company that has really great mm. platforms and they go up to size 16. So even Latrice buys shoes from there. So-
0: Oh my God, that's so funny. You
2: can get, she can fit in the shoe, not in the boot, but you can get any of the shoes <laughs> from there up to that size, but it's, it's a play around. You got to see what's comfortable in your feet. Now a 12 fits me, but a 10 is how I started. So, but this great company called Pleasers is one of the ones that still carry large, large shoes.
0: And it really depends on how, That's very good to know. how
2: many tights you wear and stuff. Like I wear three, four pair of tights with heel, you know, cause I don't shave my legs. So.
0: So you do you, cause I always wondered, so you wear that many tights because you don't shave your legs. So you want them to look smooth.
2: Yeah. I don't shave my legs. And, and just for padding to smooth things out, you know, you just add mm-hmm. layer by layer by layer and it just kind of smooths all your man business.
0: All your man business. <laughs> um, it's actually interesting. In the, where do you live? Like, where do you, where's your home?
2: Now it's Palm Springs. Yeah, now I'm in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Wow, yeah.
0: In Los Angeles on, uh, I, I think it's Sunset, there's like a designer shoe warehouse. And that part of Sunset, because I used to live over there, there are a lot of, um, I, I you can't even call them drag queens, but a lot of, I don't know even know if you'd say trans, but men who definitely dress like women that are sex workers. I'm keeping these in separate boxes so as not to conflate the two. yes. But there's a lot of men and women's clothing yes. making a living, whatever. And there is, there are a lot of very large, high-heeled shoes in this designer shoe warehouse. That's very smart. And you're like, what? And that's why yeah. to cater to the two a.m. to four a.m. crowd, <laughs> making that money. And good I was a sensible hoka
2: shoe, a good sensible hookah shoe.
0: That district manager understands a demographic. Yeah, smart. Uh, yeah, very smart. Um, hers pause okay. what's your most favorite outfit you've ever worn
2: well i always wear the same thing in every color so it's not like uh i'm not like i have a distinct <laughs> uh, idea of the favorite thing you know it, it all kind of goes in time like at the time i'm like oh i loved this outfit in the 90s and then when i see the photo right oh, what the fuck was i thinking so i think it just uh it varies about where i am in the world but i really don't stray away from things that don't I I like a lot of similar... I'm like the Queen of England. I wear the same dress in every color. So it just worked well for me to find what works. So uh, I don't really know of anything that just kind of jumps out that...
0: Well, because also that's not... You're not that queen. No, no. You're there to to the act. Like, you're like, I'm dressing like this, but this isn't a fashion moment. This is you looking like a woman and you sew your own clothes. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's my real job.
0: I watched your... You, you had an Instagram video. I'm sure you have many of them, but you were doing a flower. Mm. This like, yeah, you know, like very vaginal, yeah. intricate. A
2: lot of secretions and secrets and movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think secretion was on season three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: secretion <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, secretion, and I just, It's just another layer of just, I think people think drag queens are just, oh, they just do X, Y, and Z. But that is such talent to be able to execute that. that's
2: where I started. And I think that's been the crazy thing is that, you know, it's always been doing both uh, the whole process for me because I enjoy that aspect of it. And now I think a lot of people, you know, they go to these specific designers or they go to this wig person and they create the look and they just buy it. Where for me, I enjoy the process of of creating it and making it for me i don't want to work for people anymore you know so that's good
0: right i mean do it yourself um dax is a name says oh my god this is the coolest thing ever for bianca if you had the chance to deliver one piece of fashion advice to all men what would it be
2: wait wait as, as men or as men as drag queens or just men in general
0: I think it's just men in general. I know that I have a lot of, I have a lot of gay fans. I have a lot of trans fans. Yeah. And so I think, you know, people can take a lot of advice. Like if you're giving advice to a man, yeah, like how can they look better? I, see,
2: I just say, you know, don't be afraid to, to wear color. I think, you know, pink ain't bad you know when i was a kid i remember because i have three older sisters uh and a younger brother that it was like pink wasn't allowed blue was only this lavender forget it yellow maybe so it's i, I think it's important just to wear color whatever whatever floats your boat you know i'm not into labels or designer wear that's like nice Gucci, or any of that so i just think wear color don't be afraid to, to look like a sissy it's all
0: right. <laughs> Absolutely, I actually think a true statement of manliness is being comfortable with yeah. things that are girly. You know, yeah. drinking a girly drink or wearing pink—like it shows that you're comfortable. Yeah, and
2: like getting your nails done. Yeah, that's important. Trimming your nose hair—that's all good shit. Yeah, that's not pansy.
0: Wash, wash your penis. Yeah. Yes, you have to.
2: <laughs> well, for a gay, wash your ass. Yeah, it's important.
0: important. <laughs> yes, and for those of you, actually, no, everyone, wash your ass, yeah,
2: please. <laughs>
0: Teresa, what is this Teresa reichel says what do you do to calm down after a show slash get you in the mood before a show
2: well i drink uh i'm a drinker and when i'm on (laughs) the road uh you know i don't know about you do you drink before you perform i do not you do not oh my god you're much better than me i do not i have uh Mm -hmm. well i guess the way it sets up for me is that usually when i get to the venue uh i have to be there in the afternoon around three or so, and then I have to do a meet and greet at 5.30. So I'll end up doing like 150 to 170 people that you have to meet before the show.
0: Do you do your meet and greet? Bu- oh, you do it before? I do it
2: before. You know why? Because it breaks the ice. And usually that's the first 10 rows of the audience. So even if the whole show goes to shit, I got those 10 rows on my side. And they're not done mm. yet. I'm, you know, still fresh looking. So we can get the photos, mm. the chat with them. And I get to know everybody that's sitting there. And then I go back. They open the house and <sighs> I can prep before the show. So I usually have a glass of wine or two is my, my, my breaker. Shut up. One or two, three yeah. or four, a <laughs> bottle. I'll have a bottle, but it's the long, It's a long process, you know? So once I get through that, then when I'm done with the show, the great thing is that I can just get out of drag and then get on the bus and head to the next city. So yeah, yeah it, it, it makes it easier than when you finish the show and then you're like, Oh shit. Now I got to go hug. Interesting. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. So we do it early, which is great.
0: Oh my gosh. I'll just, this person didn't ask, but I'm just going to say, I always feel it'll give it like a kinahara if I do it before. And I always feel like the show and then like the meet and greet for me is earned. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like, aren't I amazing? And no. then like you shit the bed. Well, you know, So I like to do it after.
2: Yeah, well, all they want because is, me. I guess with drag in particular, all they're all about is getting a photo, you know? So that's usually what they expect. Mm-hmm. When you talk to them sometimes, they're surprised. They're like, Oh, you talk because they've either dealt with some other bitch from Drag Race who was a cunt or they're just not expecting you to be personable. But it's great for yeah. me because, as I said, you know, sometimes in those venues, all you can see is those first few rows. So by seeing them, then I know, oh, she's the fun one. She's the alcoholic. She's the hooker. She's the yes, 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 yes. You know, that helps just for the layout for me for the show.
0: Sometimes it's all the same audience member. <laughs> but yes, I understand that. Well, especially if you're doing so much crowd work, I... Maybe this is like the, the inner tough girl lesbian in me because I like, I come off, I don't put makeup back on. I'm dripping buckets. Yeah. I'm in my sweatpants after, and I'm like, this is what I look like. Come get your picture. <laughs> I love you. Mama well, there's loves enough, you.
2: There's enough horrible pictures of me and drag online. I don't need to add to it. So they get me early when I'm
0: fresh. Yeah. I respect that. Interesting. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll, they're like, I'm French. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California king. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlinbranch.com Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch. B-O-L-L-A-N-D com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Uh, Vadilla underscore hun says, how do you keep up with your gigs? And up, I think what they mean is, how do you keep your gigs updated with pop culture? Well, I think what. Th-
2: yeah, well, I mean, let's be real. In this past few years, past four years, uh, it's been wild. And I mean, you just, I think because of social media and there's so much out there, that there's something Mm -hmm. every day you can talk about. So even though I'm on the road and I'm doing a scripted show, depending on where I am, things might be put out of order. You know, if I'm in Ireland, they don't want to hear about Trump, you know? But if I'm in Oklahoma, they don't want to hear about Theresa May in the UK. So you just have to kind of float with whatever's happening. I mean, things happen at the airport, things happen at the hotel. So I always try to incorporate them into the show if I see that it works. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think... To just the access to everything, you know, our phones, Twitter, and and Instagram. There's always a a headline that you can grab from, or something that you can mold to that particular crack.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ter- oh, same person. Uh, well, Teresa Reichel also asks. Seems like you work twenty five eight twenty five hours a day, eight days a week. What do you do for fun? If you have time, I drink, I would like to know that. also. Uh, well, drink.
2: well, the thing was, uh, I really hadn't had much fun because I was determined once I did drag race in a nutshell. Uh, when I got back, I was like, look, I don't know how much time I have. I'm now 45. I'm like, I'm going to plow through this and, and work as much as I can, you know, because I know mm. it's a golden mm-hmm. moment and I'm enjoying it. Um, so I know I'm not going to do this forever. So this, past Corona situation has put it out. I knew I was coming back from London to buy a house. I found a house that I liked and I was able to move in. So this is like the first time in seven, eight years that I've had time off, you know, on my own schedule and in a new home. So it's all been really lovely to get the house settled and get organized. But um, really, this is what I've been doing, you know, is just kind of settling myself here with my dogs and forcing myself to go into the pool once a day, you know, to feel like, all right, that's what you're here for. It's Palm Springs. It's
0: fucking. This is what. I- yeah. Yeah. So
2: that's really been it uh, in the past eight years. So hopefully, maybe when we travel, I'll get to have a real vacation. But overall, I just enjoy getting to do my own projects and set my own schedule for once, you know?
0: I, I you know what? I, I get it. I, I'm so with you. I'm always looking at people that have like canoeing, and I'm like, aren't, don't you want to work? Yep. Don't you want to get this money? No. to do, though.
2: There's always, a, like, especially with drag in particular, you're either writing jokes and you're plotting and planning or you're, you know, you're ordering hair, you're ordering shoes, you're getting your costumes together. It's always the, the uh, there's always something to be done, you know? Absolutely. And, and that's what I've kind of been doing in Corona. It's just doing that I and mean, then occasionally going in the pool or having a third drink. You know how it is.
0: No, I do because I've never heard. Everyone's always like, I like to unwind. And I'm like, unwind? unwind. Why? So, so you're vulnerable? No. It's time to work. <laughs> oh, I love you. No, Katie. I'll take, I'll take a
2: Valium or a Xanax, you know, and then that takes me someplace. Yeah, yeah. That's my location. Yeah, that's what I do. That's my vacation.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie. Schneez, Dutch needs, oh, I feel like a lot of people want to know this. If Bianca was stuck in the workroom with three Rupert or RuPaul's Drag Race alum for eternity... Who would she pick and why? Ugh, uh, that's a
2: big one. Oh, God. you like, I hate
0: them all. Fuck Yeah, I do.
2: I do. No, that's funny. I Shockingly, I don't hate them all. Uh... uh... It's weird. I mean, I would have to say Courtney and Adore and Darian from my season, because we just had that experience together, you know? And that was so- great.
0: Darian Lake.
2: Oh, Darian Lake, yeah. fucking Ryan. She's a nasty bitch and I love every minute of it. Um, but uh, <sighs> she. what's so great about them is that we went through this whole journey together. And after the show, we became obviously even closer because there was a time when we were touring together and we were doing all these events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were lucky enough to think about two years ago to do a tour together in the UK. And um, it's just great to visit with them after five years and they've been out here to my house and they come visit. I've seen them in London and Dora lives two hours away from me. So um, yeah, I think they're the coolest and easiest and because we laugh a lot. We've had this um, group text that we started as soon as we finished filming and we've kept it since then. And the amount of shit that's in there, every day I wake up, we have 10 things to discuss and then we move on to the next topic. And so it's it's pretty amazing. So I I would pick them, I would say.
0: It's like The View with more makeup. Completely. If you can believe Completely. it, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I I loved Adore's aesthetic because it was like a Prince music video. Like she's got this like eighties, nineties back alley rocker vibe. Um, I love that. I also, yeah, I just oh, I just want to talk about drag queens all day. Okay, uh, the Matthew. Gra- oh, that's what I was gonna say. You said Courtney Act. Yeah, I always because I'm such a workhorse. I always respect the queens like a Courtney act. And there was one I'm blanking on it this season that are just like focused And you're, they're like, I am a consummate professional. I don't fuck up. I do my songs. I do my dance. Yeah. And like Miss Cracker was kind of like that. Although she put too much pressure on herself. I like a high strung queen yeah. that just like gets her shit yeah. done. Huh?
2: I agree. You know, that's, that's the other me. thing too. Like Courtney in particular had been, she's not as old as I am. I mean, she's about, I think 10 years younger, but she, um, what was interesting is that she had been around. You know, she had worked. She had also done the Australian Idol, uh, their equivalent to American Idol, and mm-hmm. been in the business a while, done a lot of cruises and stuff. So she looked at Drag Race, as I did, as this opportunity, not necessarily a way of life. We just thought, well, let's take a shot. What do we have to lose? And once I saw her there, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, right. she's going to win. Because uh, she's she yeah. Yeah, just and talented and amazing bitch. But, you know, it worked out in my <laughs> favor. <laughs>
0: Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, the Matthew Grant says, if you could write yourself into one TV comedy series, past or present, what would you choose?
2: Oh God. Uh, well, I mean, I'd be really gay if I said Golden Girls, but there really is no room <laughs> for me in, in that. I do enjoy that show. Um, I would have to say, what was like, what was a favorite show? Well, I mean, I mean, I also loved the Carol Burnett show, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, right, Uh.
0: maybe like an ensemble. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking like I like watching Lucifer because Tom Ellis is hot. I'm like, I'd be written in to have sex with him oh, as yeah. a demon. Oh yeah, well, and I, that's it.
2: Yeah, I, I'll split him with you. How's that? We could both. Do it. Okay. <laughs> I would say great. You know what? I would love to be like Murder She Wrote. That would be good because I love Angela Lansbury and I love the fact that everybody in the town dies. So I would do that. I would Murder She Wrote. I
0: like I, I like ever, that everyone's dead. It's true. Uh. Mick 23, and I think I know the answer to this. Okay. What was your favorite challenge during your time on RuPaul's Drag Race?
2: Oh, my absolute favorite was okay. the, the, the rap challenge was my favorite. When we had to rap. Oh. And, uh, it was Trina and Eve that were there. And it was just one of those mm-hmm. completely out of my realm, my box, my world that I thought, Oh, this is fucking fun. Either I'm going to go home, or I'm going to just cackle. Well, even if I went home,
0: I'm right. cackling.
2: But they were so cool, <laughs> and it was so fun, and it was just so out of my comfort zone. That that was yeah. my favorite episode. Yeah. Chat
0: question. And this is a a question for you, because okay, so I watch the show religiously, and sometimes these challenges, you know, I'll watch a certain team, and I'm like, oh no, she does. This girl doesn't have this the cognitive skills. That she can't, or she absolutely can't dance. Is there a certain amount of judging done by the producers to make sure you don't just are standing there with your dick in your hand? like Because it it always gets pulled together.
2: Or is Uh, it just you're on your own? That's an amazing visual, standing there with your dick in your hand. But I have to say, uh, (laughs) no. What's so weird is the first day you're very aware that there's 10 cameras on you, like for the first Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And then... All this shit starts happening that literally as you progress, you just kind of forget. So I don't even know, like a camera may be on me. I don't know if they're filming me. I don't know what it is. And it's one of the things that people always tell me now as they go, oh, I knew from the first episode that you were going to win. And I'm like, yeah, but you're seeing their version. They're presenting. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this hours and hours and hours. So you never know what's going to make it. You never know what's going to air. You never know what's going to get cut out. You don't know the other person's story in the confessional. So if she's struggling and if they add that new... Sure. Thing. Yeah, so we're kind of like in the dark, just plowing along with it, you know?
0: I guess I kind of mean like when they, like they, they'll they issue a challenge yeah. and you've got to come up with your own song or your yeah. own thing. And, you know, Rue goes around the workroom and she's like, hey, can I just fuck with you? <laughs> and, and you tell me why you were abused as a child yeah. and then I get you to cry on camera. And sometimes they're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just always wonder, because everybody always kind of pulls it out in the oh, end unless it's a bad snatch game. It, well, you really
2: have no choice. I mean, you got to remember, it, it, uh, even though it's a competition, it's a television show. So it's like literally, you know, you're the least common denominator there. You're the least common important person. You know, it's right. literally, they want you, let's go. It's TV time. Time is money. Get out there, sink or swim. So you just
0: yeah, pull it
2: out of your ass, you know?
0: You make that choice. Completely. Woo. Grace Face, 518, and I'm reticent to read this because the wording of it, personally, I'm like, oh, you don't learn it, you just are. But how did she learn to be so snappy and sassy? She's so quick-witted, and I could use a little more of the magic in my life. So give us your drug secrets.
2: I just said, just don't filter it. Like, fuck it, say it. Yeah. It's such a weird world now, and I know you probably experienced this as well, is that so many people tell you that you can't say this or you can't do this. And then usually someone's response is, well, it's comedy, I can do what I want. Well, the way it works is you can say whatever you like and there's an audience for it somewhere and if you're not mm. interested in it then you just got to go and live your life or turn the other cheek or go go watch someone else uh I think what's important is just if you're thinking it I'm sure someone else is thinking it too so just fucking own it like what what do you got to lose? absolutely from? you know and,
0: I own a home because of that exactly. principle
2: <laughs> I got a pool yeah that. yeah it, mm-hmm. it's just own your shit and just say it like like don't try to Sugar coated. i mean there are situations and places where you shouldn't say and do things i wouldn't recommend going to church and having a moment but in theory like in the world just just call it out and 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 own it don't put up with other people's shit life's too fucking short
0: life's too short don't put i be kind and don't put up with shit <laughs> so the show is called ask eliza anything and they oh you know what we'll do one more rupaul's drag Race question if that's okay and then we'll do the advice stuff
2: whatever you like
0: um Okay, great. The real Molly Price. I actually just screamed I love you both so much to the funniest people I Question for Bianca. You're the funniest and fiercest queen ever, so I would love to know your favorite Snatch Game performance slash performances post-season six. Ooh. If you even want to. Okay.
2: Well, <laughs> well uh, she's got lovely taste, and I would say, uh, <laughs> well, wow, my favorite... I, My favorite, or the most memorable, because I kind of get the last few seasons confused, I would have to say was Bob the Drag Queen, who was playing Carol Channing and... Uh, the girl from Orange is the New Black. I can't remember her name, the actress. Uh, uh, was big, it Taryn Manning? It was the crazy eyes. Uh, uh, Taryn uh, Manning.
0: Oh, oh Uzo Adoba. Uzo, yes. Ad- Uzo Adoba. Yes. Adobo. yes. yes. So she played her and she
2: played Carol Channing, which was amazing for yes. everybody. And Bob's a friend of mine, so I thought, yeah. and he won. He won that challenge. So, yes. yes. No, he was, he was great. Great. Good time. Um,
0: So the show is called Ask Eliza Anything and people have real life advice questions. So I was like, let's let Bianca Del Rio weigh in on the outcome of people's lives. Oh God. Um,
2: The suicide rate is going to go right up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anonymous asks... Hi to all the usual suspects and beautiful Queen Bianca. As I'm sure many others are, I've been really struggling with my anxiety during quarantine. I'm a private chef in San Francisco and I spend most of my days alone either cooking or shopping. Do either of you have any tips on trying to channel my anxiety towards something positive during this uneasy time? I've tried reading, running, meditating. I just find it so hard to get out of that dark pit that is my mind. Any advice is appreciated.
2: Well, are you uh, are you cooking for yourself or cooking for people? I, that that I don't know. I mean, if, is cooking your passion? Does that give you some joy? I mean, the only thing I really can say is drink. That's what I've been doing. Uh, you go to bed. Uh, take a edible weed gummies are fucking magical. I must tell you. I started taking my little, my little weed gummies and it takes the edge off for me. And because here, it's legal here in Palm Springs and you can buy from the dispensary. So it's not like I'm getting some hooked up shit off the corner. It, it helps and it gets rid of it's my- It's special. Yeah. So it works for me. So yeah, weed gummies are a real fucking treat.
0: The answer, the, Bianca Del Rio says weed gummies. <laughs> uh, I don't, know. you know, I, can I my thought honestly would be just feel it. Everybody thinks that they have to, like, fix the anxiety. I feel like you let it, like, run through you, acknowledge that it's normal. Yeah. And then, like, power watch, like, eight episodes of Lucifer and just, like, enjoy your dreams.
2: Well, if you're feeling real <laughs> shitty, put on hoarders, and that'll fucking change your world. You watch these people, and you go, fuck, my life's not so bad. Not bad at all.
0: I mean, and then, but then you're like, and yet they all are married. You're like, so oh, what's going always, on? always, always. Question for you and Bianca Anonymous. My partner and I, we are gay men, are moving in together next week. I've been really looking forward to spending my first Christmas with my boyfriend in our first place together. Historically, historically, Christmases have been pretty shitty for me. I recently asked my boyfriend what our plan was for Christmas and he told me he would be going to his dad's house who is homophobic and doesn't know about me for Christmas. Um my family lives in another province. Okay. They're Canadian. And we have a dog and a cat. So it'd be too expensive for me to fly home to see my family. Do I have the right to be upset that he's seeing his dad for Christmas and that I'll be alone at home for three days during the holidays? Also, I'll be at your show in Calgary, October 3rd. Can't wait. Me too. Okay. So does he have a right? I don't know how long they've been together.
2: That's a big question. Like, I mean, obviously if you've been together for a minute, you are aware that this person's father is homophobic, but, you know, I don't look at holidays as a big thing. I don't go, oh, it's Christmas. I've got to spread. Like, it doesn't matter to me. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You're on the road. You go. Oh, I'm Jewish. What? There you go. Like, <laughs> I might as well be Jewish because it doesn't mean shit to me. So I I have to say, I don't get wrapped up in that. Now, you need to have a talk with your, with your boyfriend mm. about this. But if he's got a mm-hmm. relationship with his father, sometimes we just have to put up with their bullshit just to keep that... That open line of communication, you know. Um, and I mean, really, do you want to be someplace where his father's homophobic? Who the fuck wants to do that? It doesn't make Mm-mm. sense. You know, would you want to be there? No, I wouldn't want to be someplace. Yeah,
0: why do homophobic? you want to be there? No, especially around the holidays. No. no. Also, it's only three days, and I'm sure you have other friends. You, got you, got can, you can spend time with the dogs. Yeah, a
2: cat the dog. <laughs> exactly.
0: Just enjoy that free health care.
2: You're Canada. Hello. <sighs> Living. I know. Living their lives.
0: Yeah. Living their lives. Anonymous.
2: Complaining, really? Oh, get out
0: of here. It says anonymous, but then it says the person's name. (laughs) They didn't think it through. It says Tess. Okay, well, anonymous Tess. My oldest friend of 15 years seems to be dumping me. Okay, we get a lot of these on the show. We get a lot of female on female friendship ending quandaries. Okay. Okay. My oldest friend of 15 years seems to be dumping me as a friend or putting in more effort into her other friendships. She says, I do not put in the same level of effort she does. I don't call her texts enough because she does it every day or come to visit enough. She recently moved... And had a housewarming. I didn't go because I live in a different province again. I didn't want to fly because of COVID and health reasons. So I'm fairly new, and I'm a fairly new driver. So I didn't feel comfortable driving 13 hours through the Rockies on my own. She made a comment about her friend driving four hours and buying her a $200 charcuterie board. All I can do is apologize. I plan to send flowers. Her friendship is incredibly important to me. Any advice?
2: oh Oof. god white people
0: god <laughs> you just know it and canada and worrying like this that's oh, so true well, no bro. wonder this bitch hates you you sound miserable <laughs> now i uh i don't understand this I, I maybe
2: maybe i'm crazy but i have friends and my friends understand my life i understand their life we understand mm. we're in different cities We catch up when we can. We're in different time zones. And I mean, maybe because I'm old, but we just pick up where we leave off, you know, and never, I don't think of one friend more special than the other. And I don't feel that they owe me any of that. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't owe me shit. So if I see you, I see you. And if you can't make it, you can't make it. It's a birthday. And then, you know, it's a house form. Fine. I'm here anyway. So I don't get wrapped up in that kind of shit. And I think this bitch is just losing her mind because she's home during COVID. Is that what it is?
0: I think it's that. And I'll tell you something else. Anonymous Tess. I've missed almost everyone important in my life's wedding or birthday because we work. Um, And that's what you supposed to do. But also you sound very young to me. And the closer you are to the realm of academia when you're younger, the more important that like, oh, you texted me. Didn't text me back. When you're in your 30s it everybody kind of gets that we're all spread out Yeah,
2: you're also waiting for them not to text back you're like let me just do this and you're like don't respond don't respond they're like oh yeah sorry i missed it i was busy <laughs> You know, yeah it, yes you got to pick and choose your battles and god bless i mean come on if she's your friend she's your friend don't try to manipulate yep. it or see through it like it, it's it's not that bad it's not that bad.
0: she sounds emotionally draining and demanding <laughs> I also just because you were like, oh, I text them. Hope they don't text back. My biggest pet peeve is the disingenuous, like, ha- like someone will be like, "How's LA?" I'm like, how do I answer? How's LA? How's life? You good? Where do I begin? What you're? It's it's up there with someone saying congrats. It's like I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't. <laughs> oh my!
2: well, the latest during COVID, how are you holding up? Oh, oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, it's so difficult being in my home in Palm Springs. You know, I don't get yeah. on the news, but in the end, I'm like, well, I'm doing like everybody else is doing, trucking the fuck along, hoping I get to work soon, hoping I don't have to wear my yes. dick everywhere, but this is yeah. the shit we have at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not dead, so there's Hello.
2: That.
0: Hello. Last advice question. Right. Oh, wait, hold on. Listen, one one more- work okay, we'll do an advice and then one thing, because, okay, I have a thought. I have a thought. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I hope it doesn't offend you. I doubt it okay. will. A lot of drag queen names, they're, like, very sexual, very, like, uh, homosexual-specific, a lot of very sexual references... Because I was thinking about your name and I was like, White River. It's jizz, right? That's what that is, right? Wait, no! You know what's funny? i got to tell you a
2: story. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Oh, no. I Well, I always find, because you know there's drag queens with punny names, you know, like Tequila yes. Mockingbird or Mimi I'm First,
0: which are all- By the way, what a horrible story to be mocking. No, it's true, but- For anyone. Exactly.
2: But what's yeah. fascinating is that I find the queens that usually have funny names aren't funny in real life like the best is their Mm. name when they introduce them but with me (laughs) you'll appreciate this story so when i started drag i had this i was doing a play called uh, psycho beach party and in the show i played the the bitch on the beach a drag role and her name was marvel Ann. so when i started performing i just used marvel Ann because that was the name that i knew then my friend came to me and she's like girl we need to give you a new name and i was like what I don't know. She's well, I have this friend of mine, Bianca, that passed away, and you remind me a lot of her. And I'm like, oh, this is great. So that's Bianca W.O. happened. Yeah, you're going, oh, that's exactly what I did. Cut to 17 (laughs) years later, I'm doing Drag Race, and it's the night that I won. And I'm scrolling through my phone, it's everybody saying, Congratulations. And one of them was from my friend, Nikki Rich, the strike Queen. She says, Congratulations. So happy for you. I just have to let you know that Bianca is not dead. She's pissed lives in Florida and has the same name. I had no fucking clue that this troll had a 17-year joke and did not even tell me. So there's some bitch in Florida who probably gets more hate mail than I do. But there you go. There you go.
0: Oh, my God. Well, she's just salty because she's named after jizz. That's what I thought. I thought it was like peak homoerotic... References. You know,
2: I'm glad. I'm glad you found something in it. I didn't plan it that way, but yeah. I mean, at this point, I can't even produce fluid. I'm so old. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, jizz, jizz. I love it my. I babe. was like,
0: I never even say jizz, and I was like, I'm gonna go on my podcast, and Bianca's gonna be like, Oh my god, Eliza, you're so smart. Nobody's ever gotten that, but you. <laughs> oh and yeah. Okay, wait, we
2: can edit this. Oh my god, Eliza, you're so smart. Exactly. <laughs> it. You're the first to crack the code.
0: I cracked it. Um. Because Nomi Sibosado asked what drag names didn't make it but were close to being the one you settled on, so I guess that's the answer. You start out with Marvista. Marvista. It? Yeah, it was.
2: It was just. Marvista. in the show. You know, I couldn't think of anything. You know, and and that was kind of how it just evolved. Oh
0: my God, that is amazing. It's time for top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Bianca Del Rio, whose name's origins we fully understand now, and will forego the lore. Yes. Um, what is your top of the cob?
2: My top would have to be, just in general, is laughter. I don't know. I mean, I, I try to find the funny in everything. I'm the person who will laugh at a funeral. I will laugh when someone falls. I, I enjoy laughter, hearing it, receiving it, just like oral sex. It's the same thing. So I would say oral sex and laughter are two things that I okay. enjoy. Yeah. Top top. I
0: noticed top. that you said he, hearing it, receiving it. You didn't say giving it. No. <laughs> you don't want to look to give.
2: All my teeth are fake. It's Ugh. it's too risky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's too risky. Um my top of the cob and I feel like I've mentioned this a couple times in the show. I'm really enjoying watching Lucifer. I'm sorry. They're not paying me to say this. We have promoted other shows. You're all what on you it. You're all on it. I'm Here's my thing. Talk to me. My top of the cop is a combination of Lucifer, so Tom Ellis playing the devil. I get turned on when his eyes go red. Yeah, and by that same dark token, I'm also turned on by Kayvon Novak, who plays Nandor on What We Do in the Shadows as a vampire, as is. So there's something about like a darkness, other role person
2: thing that you enjoy.
0: Which I've never, I don't do that. Like, I'm not into that, and I don't like any of the Twilight things, but there's something about these men they, as these weirdos. You know
2: yeah, that gets your white river flowing. Yeah, I get, it. I get yes. it.
0: Yes. I would be their dark mistress. You
2: do yeah. it, bitch. You do it. I'm not mad at you, do, they're, both, gonna... they're both handsome. Yes, yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm going to work. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is your bottom of the cob, Bianca well, I have Del Rio. two.
2: I have two. One of them is drag queens that don't wear earrings. I don't under-fucking-stand it. It's a big problem for me because they will take a photo or they'll show up at an event and they have all this hair on, all this lash, contouring, feathers and nothing on their fucking ears. It's like, bitch, your face is not pretty enough to not have something distracting (laughs) from it. You need, you're a man. Put a fucking (laughs) earring on. Uh, That makes me crazy. It just seems very unfinished. Do you know what I mean? Mm, And once you- I do. Once you see it, you're going to notice it on other drag queens. Whenever you see them, you're like, "Mm." um. Also, lately, the thing, the bottom of the cob that makes me crazy is that you know, we've been wearing these fucking masks and every time I go into a store, whether it's the grocery store or to target that I'm always like, what's that smell? And I realize it's my breath inside the mask. So that <sighs> that's the bottom of the go You know, I'm like, Ooh, this fucking store stinks. And I'm wearing this. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's me. It's, it's me. me. Yeah. yeah. it's it me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, That's problematic. I don't like smelling my own breath if I don't have
1: to.
0: Yeah. You know what? I, it's uh had, prior to this morning, because I all, I drank a bunch of wine last night. Of course, I brushed my teeth, but today I only ate Rice Krispie Treats. Uh-huh. And I was just in my mouth. <laughs> I, like, I feel like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was one in a quarantine. That's a great bottom of the cob. No, your true, own though. breath. Because,
2: you, you know, you're you walking around and you're just like, mm, first of all, you can't breathe. And then all you get is your own smell. And you're like, what is that? Yeah, oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's me. Okay. It's interesting you say that because mine is also a smell. My bottom of the cob is... Sometimes if you this is so specific if you have prosciutto but it's warm yeah it smells like a wet dog
2: yes yes
0: and it tastes like a wet dog wait
2: and you know what else smells like a wet dog too is eyelash glue that's gone bad whenever eyelash glue gets old it has that same wet frito mm. dog paw yeah 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 same smell same smell
0: it was just, it's about, and it's this expensive ingredient. And I'm like, this shouldn't be a hot meat. You shouldn't be heating it up.
2: <laughs> no, it shouldn't. No, but I agree. Yeah. Should not be hot, hot meat. meat hot meat don't sound good.
0: No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, no hot meat.
2: I also get you know, that my, is. And then the bottom of the cup, too, is when I, when I smell people, like there's a difference, if we're on smells, there's a difference between people that smell because they don't wear deodorant or someone who wants to go natural or someone who doesn't like fragrances. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference, what I call the crock pot smell. When someone, you know when you go to someone's house and you go, Mm, what you cooking? And they go, nothing. It's that smell. And a lot of drag it's queens-
0: It's a baked in, it's lived in smell. Yeah,
2: it's marinating. It's, it's something suspicious boiling underneath. Yeah, that, that to me, I don't like. And drag queens that smell like that make me very nauseous.
0: It's like you smell too much like a lived in home. Like you're right. in your own skin boiling. Yeah. Okay. C-
2: correct. In a crock pot that's been about three or four hours in. Yeah. It's that 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 cheese wet mop uh, yes. sewer water mixture. It's just it's clinical. Yeah.
0: And people <laughs> uh, yeah. And people who don't we had um we had a a, a sound guy on something I worked on who had horrific halitosis breath and he would mic you and he was the nicest man, mm-hmm. but he's right up on you putting this microphone and you're doing this. Like, And I'm like, I'm. is he not getting these visual cues? Does his wife, is she also a lizard? Like, how is this? I don't know how people aren't, haven't, I know everything bad about me, I know because I've gotten a, a social cue. Sure, sure. And do people just, they're like, fuck it.
2: Well, well, first of all, I wanna ask you, how long did you and that guy date after? But the thing is, you, like, you got to be conscious of it, especially like when you're working in the industry. People are in your face. Television's always that weird thing, or or, or movies when they're up on you. Like I'm aware yes. of everything that's going on. I'll over deodorize. I'll over I'll perfume. You know, anything that I can do so that I don't have that 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 lived in smell. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes, and I don't want people saying that about me.
2: No, and it's, it's every now and then you get that one person that, you know, smells like they ate a shit sandwich, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you like... Yes. <laughs>
0: what happened? Where's your mother? <laughs> what happened here? Well, on that note, um, Bianca Del Rio, I, I watched the show, I rooted for you, I texted about you. I've always been a fan and this was just, we don't have a lot of guests mostly because it's most people don't want to come on the show, but I. <laughs> Maybe it's your breath. No,
2: I say, I say, I say, thank you. I'm a huge fan of yours and congratulations on the show, uh, on this show. And of course your, your, your other show. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you more. You got to come out to Palm Springs. We can hang out and drink in the pool, eat crispy treats. It'll be good.
0: I would love that. And so I'm going to do your plugs because I think it's tacky when hosts are like, and where can people find you? Because I don't fucking know. So I'm going to plug your shit for you. Um, If you see Bianca on the street and call her Bianca, you can also say Roy. That is his Christian name. It's at... The Bianca Del Rio on Twitter, Insta, and Instagram, and TheBiancaDelRio.com You got all the articles, all the thes Yes, it's the Bianca Del Rio what? everywhere. Please see this person live. I have
2: the because the girl, the other queen, is <gasps> yes.
0: Ah! Oh, I know. I will spend the balance of this afternoon looking up outro beyond Del Rio. You
2: need to look up on Facebook, too, because there's always like a 15-year-old girl at a quinceanera, and that's her real name, <laughs> Del Rio. So you'll see me in the mix. But yes, do. Do enjoy.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I love you, and All I look forward to seeing you again one day. In All right,
2: my love. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Hi, Emily. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A